Welcome to a special edition of Talking Tax. I'm Amanda Icone. Earlier this month at the AICPA's annual SEC PCOB conference, I sat down with Susan Ward, Chief Accounting Officer for UPS. Susan discussed how her company is preparing to adopt new lease accounting rules, the use of new technologies in her department, and preparations for upcoming changes to the auditor's reports. Susan, thanks for joining me. Very welcome, Amanda. Happy to be here. Um, so there's a lot happening in financial financial accounting right now. Um, we're going to talk a lot about revenue recognition, lease accounting, but first I would like to start with CAMS, the critical audit matters, a significant shift in the auditor's report that uh, rolls out in 2019. Um, where, do you, where does your company stand in terms of preparing for that significant shift in the auditor's report? Sure. Um, so CAMs are really a big deal for the auditing profession. It's the first change they've had in their report in, in decades, so to speak. Um, it's really just becoming um, more of a topic now for corporations. We're in the beginning process of working with the audit firms to understand what they might report on. Um, they're, they're calling it a dry run process. So what they're doing is they've prepared drafts of what our um, CAMs would be as if they reported in the 2017 audit year. Um, so while again it, it is a, a major shift for the auditing firms, to us it's kind of a natural extension of our financial reporting disclosures. And what I mean by that is when you look at um, the CAMs that, or when I look at the CAMs that they've recommended, um, there's nothing of any surprise. These are topics that are routinely communicated with um, our audit committee. Um, these are topics that are already in our financial disclosures. So to me, it's really a natural extension of what um, we already put in our financial statements. We've heard from um, some of the audit firms and other preparers that, that they're starting to, there was a lot of concerns going into this. What would ad, end up being a CAM? What kinds of information the auditors would be sharing with investors? Is, is, is management, is it prepared? Are you feeling more comfortable now that you've gone through a dry run in terms of, it sounds like you there's more comfort level there with the types of information that's going to be disclosed. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, the process is a good one, the, the dry run process. Um, we're at the point now, we're gonna share it with our audit committee at our next meeting. But again, no real surprise. Um, I think it's actually a, a, a good change. The Our investors will actually get to see a little bit more of a viewpoint from the auditing profession and, and understand how they audit significant um, complex accounting areas and you know any kind of significant estimates that management needs to make. Has it, res has it or will it result in any changes to the notes to the financial statement or to the disclosures that UPS makes? Uh, I would see, I, I don't really see any major changes at all. A again, we uh, have full disclosure of these areas. Um, you know, we really do pride ourselves at UPS on uh, good, transparent, um, high-quality disclosures. Anything that you learned from your auditor from going through this process? Yeah, I, I think the question that all of us have is, what else might, what else might become a, a CAM in the future? Mm -hmm. You know, just trying to predict um, 
what the changes might be year after year. I know there's a strong consensus that they don't want this to become boilerplate, um, but there's only so many things that really change at that critical status level each year. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how this develops. So there might be, there might be, is it possible to have something that's a, a reoccurring CAM, but not necessarily, I think the concern was it would be the same language from company to company to company, right? Correct. You know, I think it's going to be diverse practice. Um, certain CAMs will stay the same. Um, they may change, you know, get modified over time. And then I do think you'll have some that will be included uh, certain years, and as issues get resolved, uh, they will drop off and perhaps uh, new ones may get added. So I'd like to turn to revenue recognition. Um, it's not really in the rearview mirror. We'd like to think it is, right? <laughs> um, when, when did UPS adopt the, the new reven revenue recognition accounting standard? So we adopted uh, this past January. Um, it was a very complex standard, I think, as everyone knows. Um, with UPS, when you look at our revenue cycle, uh, it's pretty easy to follow that it's a short revenue cycle. Your packages get delivered, you know, one day, two days, three days perhaps. Um, so that part of it is, is fairly easy. On our logistics side, um, the revenue model's a, a little bit longer, um, but I wouldn't call that quite complex either. Um, I think what we learned from this, though, while it wasn't material to our company, it was still a very significant undertaking. There were lots of documentation requirements to really support all of your careful consideration of every aspect of uh, the revenue net recognition standard. So it, it, it did take considerable time and effort. And some companies have started benchmarking, comparing um, their implementation against other companies and, and, and comment letters from the SEC. Are, are, is UPS going through a similar process? Um, you know, again, I, I don't think we're really falling into that area just because of the type of revenue recognition and policies that we have. Um, we did augment our disclosure quite a bit. Um, I think it's right in line with what most other companies are doing. Um, but as you said, hopefully that one uh, we have completed. <laughs> so next up on deck is lease accounting. Yes. Um, where does UPS stand with uh, implementation of lease accounting, and um, which is right around the corner yes, next month? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So you know the two standards are interesting. First of all, having back-to-back -back major standards implemented has been quite the undertaking. I, I'm sure I'm not the first company to complain a bit that uh, <laughs> there was a lot put on our plate and I think they've really stretched uh, the financial reporting side of, of companies uh, to a great extent. I, I don't know of any large company that's been able to successfully implement either standard without the help of outside consultants. It, it was just needed from a, a sheer uh, work uh, load perspective. While I, I look at revenue recognition as more of a narrow but deep standard because you can get your arms around all your revenue services and products. Uh, leasing is much more broad and widespread. Uh, the challenge with leasing is, is really twofold. The first is getting all the good data that you need. 
Um, you know, we're a global company. You've got to look at all your spend around the world. And just because something isn't called a lease, it may look and act like a lease, and it really is a lease. So we spent considerable amount of time um, making sure that we've got good data, scrubbing the data, making sure we've got all the components from a contract um, in place. The second part is the software implementation. Prior to this standard, there were very few, if any, uh, lease accounting software products. There were plenty of lease administrative mm -hmm. products, uh, particularly on the real estate side, but there really weren't any. Uh, most companies had legacy systems or simply Excel spreadsheets. Now we had a legacy system, um, so we're now upgrading and, and purchasing software um, from the outside. But if you think about it, so was almost all other major companies. Mm -hmm. And it's all brand new software. So you know anytime new software there's, rolls out. There's always bugs. There's right? bugs, there's glitches, there's, there's um, enhancements that are needed to meet our needs. Um, simple example is, is currency. Uh, mm. At first, the software we were using was not accounting for foreign currency correctly, mm. and, and that was something that needed to be modified. Um, but all software products, uh, I think, from what I'm hearing uh, from my colleagues at other companies, uh, we're all kind of going through the same painful process. So yes, the deadline's approaching. We'll all be very happy when we get this <laughs> up and running. Are you, are you going to be ready for January 1? Of course. Of course we will. And will your software be ready to, uh, you know, I hear a lot about there's preparing for day one and then there's making it happen on day two, right? Yes. So you'll be ready f uh, for the adoption mm -hmm. come January. Is the software ready to be used on a regular basis by staff around the world? Um, yes, it will be ready as the data source. Um, what will not be ready is we want it to be fully integrated through our payable system. Mm. So that was a little bit of a disappointment, um, but we will get that up and running within the next quarter or two. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to have to do a lot of painful reconciliations between the two systems to make sure uh, that they all agree. But we want to automate this as much as possible. There, there is a, a flip side to this. And I think once we have all the data um, in the system, we know it's good data, it's going to be very helpful for our procurement group. Uh, they'll have complete visibility and transparency to spend around the world. Uh, and as most companies do, we're trying to centralize uh, purchasing power, mm -hmm. right? You always get better deals uh, the more you can combine uh, where, what you're purchasing. And then secondly, even lease versus buy decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, that will really help and add value to our finance function. Do you think it, this uh, standard will alter that decision-making process at all? I think it may. I, I think it really will add some value. I, I'm not saying it, it's going to be huge, but I think, um, I, I think there will be value added. For the most part, we own our planes. We, we do have some leases, but not all that many. Um, so that is not a big area okay. for us. Um, on vehicles, yes, we do enter into some leasing and, and some purchasing, depending. You mentioned um, automation and yes. the in 
instantly made me think of RPA, robotics process automation. It's it's um, the the it's not really emerging. It's here. It companies is here. are using it mm -hmm. for various aspects of operations. Some companies are starting to use it in the accounting department. Mm -hmm. Is UPS using any RPA products or algorithms in its accounting? We have developed our own um, internally. We, we, we actually have a uh, small center of excellence that looks at different automation opportunities within accounting. Uh, we find where you've got um, heavy, repeatable processes that you it can become more efficient. Um, some of the pure accounting um, in relation to the general ledger, it, it may not be quite as helpful, but if you've got some, uh, let's say as an example, some heavy payable streams of work, those might be a good candidate for RPA. And uh, is that something you're exploring? Or you haven't we have out? some. Okay. Yeah. We, we definitely have what we affectionately call our bots in production. <laughs> um, how has that changed staffing, workflow? I mean, have you just redeployed people to do other things that had Pretty much. done that work in the past? Yeah. Um, you know, we're managing it. Um, either through attrition or redeployment of doing other work. AI? Any AI in the accounting department yet? Uh, not quite, okay. but it's certainly something that, as you can probably see with the technology that UPS uses, it's, it's definitely uh, part of, of what we do. On the so on the operations side, they're yeah. they're trying to make use of it and finding yes. ways to make it mm -hmm. help the business, but not quite hasn't reached the accounting staff. Not yet. quite. Okay. Um, 2019 is around the corner. It'll be here in just a few weeks. What what are the big trends? What are you looking um, expecting to see? What are you monitoring next year? What's coming down the pipe? Well, for financial reporting, um, honestly, we're we're hoping to take a break now that these two <laughs> standards will be implemented. I think the good news is some of the other standards that the FASB has issued or considering to be issued are really focused on simplification. So that is welcome news to mm. us. Um, there's some areas where you can actually um, refine and reduce some of the disclosure requirements. Uh, so those are, are really what's coming after at, at this point. Well, I th what's interesting is is the you know the the switch to a more principled based standard. Well, it seems like it might be simpler in some ways. I would think it's more complex because you have to justify how you. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you can talk. Amanda, about that's that a, a great bit. question, um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. That while it it sounds easier, um, you do have to really document your thought process, what you're considering how you're reaching your conclusions, um, and it is extensive. So the thought is that if you can get this done up front, then it's simpler. Mm -hmm. But it, it is quite a bit of work you have to, put to start. A heavy lift up front. Yes. Hopefully it can ma be maintainable mm -hmm. over time. Susan, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, um, you know, I think as you can see, our plate's been full. Um, you know, we at UPS, we really pride ourselves on, on good, transparent financial reporting to help our investors truly understand the um, 
financial results of the company and we will continue to go that way. Well, great. Thanks so much, Susan Ward, Chief Accounting Officer for UPS, for joining me today. Thanks, Amanda.